It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios, welcome, Sandy. Thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. You and you still like me, or you or you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You all right? <laughs> I'm a musician. I can't help it. Uh, longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth. In America, wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Cindy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. We recently also, I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol. Um, where we brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines. Um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states, but are not state-of-the-art from our perspective. Yeah, so that was Kamala Harris, uh, because she was talking about voting machines, but, you know, not at the 2020 election. That was Kamala Harris in June of 2018, because they claimed that in 2016, meaning the Democrats complained in 2016, that the voting machines were the reason they claimed that in earlier elections, too. They did an entire a documentary on it, which I think is played on Netflix, and the the name escapes me, but uh, they, they made a lot of noise about the voting machines and how votes were being changed. They talked about it all the time. But uh, interestingly enough, that's no longer the case. Here we are. What year is it? Let's see. 2022. 2022. If people, uh, Republicans, talk about the voting machines, Dominion and others, if we say that there might be a problem with those machines, as Pat Kolbeck, who's a former senator in, from Michigan, who's our frequent guest, and uh, as Tina Peters, the, the city clerk of uh, the election clerk of Mesa County, Colorado, who's joined us on several occasions, uh, and Mike Lindell, who repeats their messages, and many, many others, Sidney Powell, they've all been destroyed pretty much uh, in their local, at least the attempt is to destroy them. I shouldn't declare they have been yet, uh, but they're in the process of... they. Tr- the left, the, the apparatus, the, uh, you know, the Joe Biden machine, if you can give him credit for that machine, are trying to destroy people who believe that the voting machines now in particular. Now, all anyone who believes the 2020 election was stolen is, you know, already, a, you know, a, ter- a, a domestic terrorist, fill in the blank. Uh, but for those that believe now about the voting machines, just let me be specific, because that's the reason Mike Lindell had his phone taken from him. At a what a Burger King was it or some dry, Hardee's maybe or Arby's I'm not sure it was a drive-through a fast food restaurant he'd been out on a sporting event with a friend they're driving through and suddenly FBI agents surround him in front and in back and he can't move and they take his phone he tells them that you know I I run four businesses out of that phone I have to have that phone I don't have a computer that's that's my lifeline I also run my hearing aids off that phone you can't take my phone. But my understanding is, um, and this is a little vague to me, but I read this morning, I believe they did succeed in taking his phone. I'll know more later today. But I want to read to you why they're after Mike Lindell. This is is just a bit of a report from Jeffrey O'Donnell and Walter Doherty, who were in the process of uh, talking about what happened in the voting machines, especially Mesa County, where Tina Peters was. And this is just, I'm just going to read a few statements here just so you can understand how serious... This is. 
we examined a copy of the hard drive from a Dominion voting system computer used in Mesa County, Colorado for two elections, November 2020 and April 2021. As independent experts, we determined that the machine secretly manipulated ballot data and destroyed critical records. In both elections, after vote counting was underway, thousands of ballots that had already been counted were secretly reprocessed inside the voting machine, undetected by election officials. Alarmingly, the voting machine had internal Wi-Fi Bluetooth wireless adapters allowing unauthorized external connectivity, including to the Internet. And this opened the door for almost any computer with Internet access anywhere in the world to connect to the software and server New unauthorized shadow databases were secretly created. Already counted ballots were moved over to these shadow databases and recounted without notice to election officials or judges. The machine made only the reprocessed ballots visible to local election officials and hid the original. And it goes on and on. There's lots of points to this. But uh, the last one is Dominion and Colorado's Secretary of State destroyed all data on the hard drive of the Mesa County machine one month after the April 2021 election. It was part of Dominion's nationwide so-called trusted build, even though federal and state laws require election records to be preserved for at least 22 months. That's just in Colorado, and that is uh, one of the many things that Mike Lindell has been involved in is helping Tina Peters, as I have been also. So they've come after him and, uh, you know, taken his phone. Is he a criminal? Am I a criminal for talking about this? Evidently, so, um, but, you know, it wasn't always that way. In fact, I'll go back just a little bit. Uh, this was 2019, and you'll hear an unknown voice because it's just a, just a voter, just a citizen, asking the candidate, Joe Biden, um, you know, he's running for president, and she's, uh, she's expressing her concern, and he responds. This is clip three. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. That's it. He's illegitimate. And my biggest fear is that he's going to do it again with the help of Vlad, his best pal, and we're going to be stuck for six more years with this guy. And that is terrifying. It's terrifying. Would you be my vice presidential candidate? (laughs) Folks, look, I absolutely agree. Yeah, he absolutely agrees. You know, he's an illegitimate president because, you know, there was fraudulent voting. That's okay for Joe Biden to say and Kamala Harris to say over the uh, 2016 election and others. I played long, you know, clips for you, Hillary Clinton claiming and cackling uh, that Donald Trump was an illegitimate president. It's okay for them, but now it's criminal for us. Criminal for us. And now they're turning their attentions to the electors. And there was a second, in several states, there was another slate of electors that was chosen uh, that uh, for Donald Trump, and that's done. That's been done since uh, the since the Kennedy Nixon. Uh, it's been done before that, but this is the most famous one: nineteen sixty Kennedy uh, Nixon election. I remember that election. <laughs> that's how old I am. <laughs> that's the first election I remember. I remember arguing with the kids on the playground when I was just a kid over this election. Anyway, that's a that's neither here nor there. But in that election, I did not know when I was a kid uh, that they uh, Kennedy actually in Hawaii was behind. Nixon was winning Hawaii, and so they developed another slate of electors, then a third slate of electors, and he was behind, actually, when they did this. Uh, And that was somehow okay, because it is okay. It's not criminal. But now it's criminal. And so now the Justice Department is after anyone who had anything to do with establishing those, you know, illegal criminal electors. But, you know, let's go back to January 2017, 
after the 2016 election where Donald Trump won, this is just a little touch of Democrats on the floor in the House, you know, talking about this because they were happy about those electors. Uh, They wanted another set of electors. uh, But let's just listen. I'll let them speak for themselves. Clip five. Uh, I have an objection because 10 of the 29 electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified because they violated Florida's prohibition against dual office holding. Debate is out of order. Mr. President, I object to the certificate from the state of Georgia on the grounds that the electoral votes were not... There's no debate. Mr. President, um, I object. Under Section 1517... Mr. President, I object on the massive vote of suppression... Debate is not in order. Debate is not in order. Gentlewoman will suspend. Mr. President, I object because people are horrified by the overwhelming evidence of Russian interference in our elections. The United States Code prohibits debate in the joint session. Uh, You notice that first verse, first verse, (laughs) musician that I am, first voice was Jamie Raskin. Uh, Jamie Raskin is the one, you know, one of the loudest voices on the J6 committee, uh, you know, all over, you know, the criminality of having uh, other electors chosen. How dare they do that? Yet they were all over it and in favor uh, in January 2017. As you could see the hypocrisy, but most people can't. I watched a montage uh, this week. Fox has been featuring different uh, states and just supposedly random voters on the street. They did one in Pennsylvania a couple of days ago, and they did one in uh, Washington and Seattle last night. And I'm not going to play them, but I'm just going to tell you the the ignorance is frightening. The ignorance is frightening. No wonder people are so malleable when when the leftist press that we we are stunned by their hypocrisy. We're stunned by the hypocrisy of the Democrats, the the audacity, the hubris of doing what I just ex- illustrated to you two years ago, three years ago. It was fine for them to talk about an election might have been stolen. Was they declared it was stolen? Uh, Trump was illegitimate. That was okay. But now when Trump supporters uh, question the outcome of the 2020 election. This is criminal, and we must be destroyed. Uh, and they do say that we must be destroyed. That reminds me of a clip we had yesterday. Where is that clip? Adam, we had a clip of a... Uh, yeah, hang on, I'm going to find it, because this is worth bringing up right this very minute. But I don't see it. So we'll do it when we come back on the break. But, um, but oh, it's a Tim Ryan. It's from Ohio. And he says... Um, uh, the 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 MAGA voters, they, this movement, they must be killed. We must kill. He didn't say the people, the movement. We must destroy and kill this movement. Not just we got to you know win this over them. We got to argue them and make them see reason. No, we got to kill this movement. The rhetoric is getting really actually pretty dangerous. But I want to give you some good news on the elections. Okay, can you think you can handle it? <laughs> okay, all right. I know. It's whiplash, but that's the way it is with the news. So, um, yeah, we got some good news. Christian Adam, my good friend and our the frequent host for me here, uh, they just won. He just won with his uh, Public Interest Legal Foundation a huge court victory in their challenge to vote by mail in Delaware, and he said a vote by mail uh, has been they've stopped it statewide. And so uh, that's he said. Of course, there will be an appeal, but that's really good news. We know that mail in. Balloting is uh, is perverting our elections. We I told you yesterday that I think it's in Pennsylvania that uh, there are thousands and thousands of early voting mail-in ballots already being sent in. I mean, the election isn't until November the seventh, 
How much, how much early, how much earlier voting do we need? And how, how much, you know, <clears throat> thought or for fraud is that? But that's, uh, you know, they're hurrying those all in because the federal government, remember Joe Biden through an executive order, demanded that all the, ex- all the, uh, all of the agencies of the executive branch join in to uh, get everyone to vote, to send out ballots, to whatever they have to do in various ways. We, they had a plan. They won't release the plan, but they had a plan. It must be working. And so in Pennsylvania, I think Republicans are sending back only, what's well, 3% of the ballots at this point. So uh, it's important that we rein this in. And Christian had that uh, victory yesterday. And God bless Christian and all the work that he does on election integrity. Good news out of New Hampshire, I mean, for people that uh, believe in, you know, well, <laughs> this is the irony. And you won't see this on Fox. I did look this morning. I didn't see anything. Three different candidates in New Hampshire who believe the election was decided unfairly in 2020 and our Trump supporters because of that won their election yesterday. And one of them was a Senate candidate. He is a candidate for Senate and he won. His uh, name is, oh, let's see, Don Bolduc, B-O-L-D-U-C, Bolduc. He's a retired Army, Army general. And according to Fox, this is the way they word it, he touts, is that Fox? No, it's the Daily Mail, touts former President Trump's election fraud claims. Uh, he won. Now, he won with the help of Democratic money because the Democrats were trying to be really, you know, twice really clever. So they went around the country and in some cases supported uh, people that don't believe the election was rightly won in 2020, the extremists, because they don't think they can win. But uh, we just, you know, maybe it's going to backfire on them. Ha- Maggie Hessen is the senator there. So that's another Senate potential Senate seat pickup uh, that people are not talking about. And two other uh, two for Congress, Caroline Levitt, she's t- only 25, and she uh, beat an establishment Republican who was supported by the uh, former governor, oh, is the current governor, I don't know, Sununu, um, uh, and, and she lost. And then, then uh, she lost. Caroline won, that's my point, Caroline won. And the other candidate for Congress there, whose name is not right in front of me, also prevailed, and he was, um, you know, an election denier. <gasps> Criminal. They'll probably all be arrested, their phones stripped from them, hopefully, Uh, You know, not before November 7th, (laughs) maybe November 7th, God willing, we can uh, sort of get some people in that building in the Congress that um, have common sense and are willing to fight for what they believe. There's more. Gosh, there's more. Uh, Senator Johnson is now leading 49 to 48 in Wisconsin, and that's good. That's a change from earlier in the week when we talked to him. I want to talk to you about the marriage bill next because it's very important. So stay tuned. Sandy Rios in the morning. In this new world, on this new day, we rejoice that Roe v. Wade has been overturned. Preborn has been preparing for this moment for the past 16 years by positioning their clinics in the top six abortion states where 50% of abortions occur. Sadly, five of these six states will continue to abort babies at an even greater level. And since the abortion pill accounts for over 50% of abortions, babies are even more at risk. Preborn pregnancy clinics are completely dependent on you as they offer life-saving ultrasounds and the life-saving gospel to moms and babies in crisis. When I heard her heartbeat, I decided to keep her. And now my daughter's about to be three. I don't know where my life would be without her. To learn how you can be a part of rescuing babies' lives and sharing the heart of Jesus, go to preborn.com or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. This is Pause to Pray, a chance to stop down each day from the daily noise of life 
and pray for our country's leaders. Today, we pray for Laura Daniel Davis, nominee for Assistant Secretary of the Interior for Land and Minerals. She helps oversee federal management of lands and resources in our country. Psalm 2.8 reminds us of God's gift of land. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage, and the ends of the earth your possession. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask you to guide Laura Daniel Davis in her role at the Department of the Interior. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team. This is an important election year in your state and all across the country. And we're joining together to pray the vote. Details at pausetopray.org. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Liberty University's K-12 Online Academy is the best of a homeschool, private school, and Bible-based education all rolled into one. With LUOA, you can take charge of your child's learning environment and create a structured yet flexible schedule that works for your family. Our qualified teachers are easily accessible for guidance and support along the way. And with new classes starting every Monday, it's never too late to make the switch to LUOA. To learn more, text LUOA to 88741. That's LUOA to 88741. The American people did a foolhardy thing about 20 months ago. We the people surrendered our civil liberties. Many of you shut down your businesses, you closed your church houses, you agreed to get a jab to keep your job. Now, I warn you folks, at the time we were heading down a dangerous path that once the government knew they could take away our rights, they would not stop. And now comes word the Biden administration is about to unveil what they're calling the strictest China virus mandates ever. They want to force Americans who travel overseas to self-quarantine in this country under the threat of fines. And there are rumblings of a ban on domestic air travel for anyone who has yet to be vaccinated. By the way, some churches are now telling parishioners they have to show vaccination papers to attend Christmas services. Now, there's still a chance for us to walk all of this back from the brink. But first, we have to invoke our inner Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and not bow down. I'm Todd Starnes. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Talk about government overreach. When I hear my colleagues talking about how, you know, it should be states' rights or uh, government should not be telling us what to do, the word hypocrites, it doesn't even go far enough to call them out on what they're doing. This is an outright attack on women in this country. That is how I see it. That is how more and more women and those who support our right to make decisions about our own bodies. That is how we see it. And why? (laughs) Because that's what's happening. Madam President, I yield the floor, but clearly, you know, this is a um, literally call to arms in our country. Yield the floor. All right, Maisie Hirano, a senator from Hawaii. You know, the Democrats are making hay, and they're having a field day on accusing Republicans of what? Wanting to jail women or kill, you know, give the death penalty to women who want to uh, terminate their pregnancies or to doctors or uh, that we want to stop, you know, do away with all contraception or they're, I mean, they're just, it's just going on and on and on. And the Republicans' response? Well, uh, well, uh, Nothing. Crickets. Uh, They will not say anything about it. They won't defend 
Uh, the reason, of course, the Democrats are doing that is because the overturning of Roe versus Wade. So there, and now it's going back to the states, and some states are allowing abortion, and every state has different regulations and different rules and stages, uh, and different and different states have different regulations, you know, uh, preventing abortion. It's it's all different. It's fifty different states doing fifty different things. Uh, but the Republicans, they don't, they don't, they don't say that. They don't say anything. And uh, the new bill that. Uh, uh, they're trying to pass in the in the House uh, in the Senate that they want to you know they want to codify abortion in law makes abortion legal for all nine months seventy percent of voters all stripes on the left on the right seventy percent believe there should be parental notification <clears throat> but the bill that they want to pass would do away with parental notification none whatsoever and yet Republicans are silent it's not a politically losing battle to say that Democrats are so radical they want to take away parental notification rights on abortion, but they won't say it, even though 70% of the American American voters want parental right notification for abortion. And on the issue of termination, the Democratic bill wants abortion for all nine months. All nine months! 55% of all voters, even the left of the left, you know, the 55% includes them too, don't want abortion past the first trimester. They think it should trimester. It should be outlawed. They believe that. But the Republicans, what are they saying? Oh, nothing. I'll tell you what they did. I'll tell you what they did this week. They're playing games again because they want, of course, to tell you that they're pro-life. Now, I'm not saying all of them because, you know, it's not all of them. But uh, the 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 except for the Freedom Caucus and a few of the others that aren't Freedom Caucus but are really sold out conservatives, they play this game. They tell you they are pro life and they do nothing. I've told you that over and over again. So, uh, but they always have to throw a bone to the pro life movement. And right before the election, the plan is, uh, as I understand it, is to pass a fifteen week abortion ban. So that's their offering. So you can abort the baby before 15 weeks, but not after 15. And Lindsey Graham actually presented that in the Senate just a few days ago. Uh, so I want to read what Jody Brown from uh, American Life League says, because I, I agree with, with her, Judy. It, it never ceases to amaze us when elected officials choose to select which babies they will defend and which babies they will continue to condemn to death. There's absolutely nothing principled about the proposal Senator Lindsey Graham has set forth, and anyone who thinks he has done the babies a favor should look again. Photo ops may be a good thing, but not when innocent children are dying in the meantime. Senator Graham is a sham, his bill is an outrage, and we urge elected officials who describe themselves as pro-life to be pro-life or admit that they are in favor of some abortion instead of all abortion. Abortion kills. Stop condoning the killing. I'm telling you, this is just an olive branch. This is just something to get you off their backs, just something so they can say they did something, so they can continue to put on their resume that they're pro-life. When they really aren't, they're not. When push comes to shove, when it costs them anything, they are not. And I want to also, this is uh, why I'm on a roll here and I get myself in trouble, but this is true. It is true. The pro-life organizations, almost 100%, I would say Students for Life is an exception, and maybe there's another exception I don't know about. American Life League is one exception also. American Family Association is an exception. Uh, They're silent on this. They're not demanding that Kevin McCarthy come up with a platform that uh, spells this out or that instructs 
Republican candidates that they should be, you know, arguing good positions on this, countering the claims of the Democrats. They're not doing that. And uh, the pro-life groups that do, you know, do the, this, this is, this is how it works. The pro-life groups should be dictating to Kevin McCarthy and to members of Congress what they should be doing on this. They should be holding their feet to the fire uh, because the pro-life groups raise money for them. They do, they do groundwork in election campaigns. They do door-to-door knocking. They do, they, they do the heavy lift to get these guys elected. Uh, and so they should dictate, at least, or st- withhold their support if they don't get the kind of support for life that they that's that's right. But they don't do inst- do that. Instead, it's the opposite. They do what the leaders in the Republican Party tell them to do. I know this. I've been there. I know this. Um, I I just I wouldn't I would I honestly okay really step out on it I wouldn't I wouldn't give money to a pro life group except the ones I've mentioned or I would write them and ask them because they've they become a cottage industry and very fat and comfortable because you know everybody wants to be pro yay pro life it's become kind of a holy grail for conservatives but if it is meaningless if it's toothless what's the point what is the point. And so um, that's, uh, that's on that. But I want to talk to you about another issue of the moral issues, that, of the many, many things that we're fighting. Uh, this is coming up. I just, in a briefing yesterday, learned that this Federal Respect for Marriage Act is going to be voted on Monday night. Now, that's not hard and fast. Things can change. But it looks like it's going to be voted on Monday night. I've been, I was gone during the time when this was this summer, you know, doing, doing what I was doing. And um, so I have not covered this like I would like to. So today I want to talk to you about this. It's called the Respect for Marriage Act. Uh, It is uh, H.R. 8404. It was passed, let's see, in the House. When was it passed in the House? It was some time ago. I'm sorry, I can't find that right quickly. But, uh, But it passed in the House, I think something like 50 Republicans voted for it. And the, the thing that's objectionable about it, you see, what they're trying to do is be, because um, Clarence Thomas made a reference after the overturning of Roe versus Wade that he made an, a, a, a he's talking about the principle, and I can't use the legal terms because I don't know what they are in my head, uh, but that, that this might be a precursor to overturning other things that were wrongly decided, at least that's what people heard. And he mentions Obergefell, which is the, the Supreme Court ruling that enshrined gay marriage. Uh, so Obergefell had its limitations, though. So this Respect for Marriage Act goes further than Obergefell. And this means that if the House and the Senate and the President Biden sign this, nothing, there's nothing we can do to stop it. This is a law passed by both houses of Congress and signed by the president. Well, except that this particular law, if it's passed, will overturn the, the Defense of Marriage Act, the, the DOMA Act, which was passed in 1996, uh, and interestingly enough, signed by Bill Clinton into law. It was passed by both houses of Congress, and it really basically said marriage was between one man and one woman. Marriage is between a man and a woman exclusively. Uh, but this bill would, you know, replace that. Okay, let me tell you what else it does. It provides statutory authority for same-sex and interracial marriages. Now, they're they're both. this is what the left is leading with, that this... Um, it gives the legal right to marry someone of another of another uh, race. Well, have you? When's the last time you heard of someone being, you know, arrested for marrying someone out of their race? 
Uh, what's where's you know a generation ago we had laws against that, but no more. But this is how they're presenting it to the left. For at last, interracial marriages will be legal because everybody knows that if you marry interracially now, there's you know hell to pay. Not, it's absolute lie. Oh, but this is uh, this is what they they added inter- interracial in there to make it equivalent to uh, having sex men having sex with men and women having sex with women. Um, interracial marriage is not prohibited in Scripture, and it's uh, there's a very different thing between two men uh, entering into marriage and two women and uh, people of different races. That's not immoral. That is a that's not a moral issue. It's not a moral issue, and this is a moral issue. Okay, but they want to confuse us all, and so they do. It also repeals and replaces provisions that do not require states to recognize same-sex marriages from other states with provisions that prohibit the denial of full faith and credit or any right or claim relating to out-of-state marriages on the basis of sex, race, ethnicity, or national origin. Again, as though that's an issue. But here's the issue. Uh, They don't define marriage in this, and what um, I am hearing is that this, because of the wording, would not prevent uh, some state from passing, you know, polyamory, uh, which would be multiple marriages between multiple persons, uh, marriages between families, uh, you know, between relatives, uh, marriages, you know, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of categories, because they don't spell it out. So, if some state like New York or California should pass that, and Alabama isn't crazy about, you know, letting uh, t- like five people consider themselves married, they would have to recognize that in their state. So that's what else this does. Um, it's an expansion of the definition of marriage. And that's, that's, this is uh, Alliance Defending Freedom's assessment that I'm reading to you right now. Uh, so this would include, this, let me t- tell you the categories of marriage. This would include plural marriages, time-bound marriages. I guess that must be like uh, the, when you've been together 10 years, whatever that's called. Uh, but not real marriage. Open marriages, marriages involving a minor or a relative, platonic marriages, or any other new marriage definition that the state chooses to adopt. Now, here's the thing. It also does not have, uh, it does not have any kind of uh, protection for religious people, for churches, for businesses, for any entity at all that happens to be Christian or Jewish, and has a real uh, problem with what the repercussions of this will be. Many people are saying this is going to start another wave of uh, persecution. In fact, the um, Conservative Action Project, of which I'm a part most of the time, but I didn't get to sign this again because I was gone, uh, they just retrace all the people that have been uh, persecuted after the passing of a burger fell, like Baronel Stutzman, the Washington State florist who was sued by the state. She ended up losing her her business, they're still after her. She's had to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars. Aaron and Melissa Klein in Oregon and Jack Phillips in Colorado, and I don't have time to go through all of them, but uh, you know what it's cost. And so this is going to uh, unleash the government on religious freedom violations across the land, launching a new era of harassment and coercion of millions of Americans who hold a sincere religious belief. All right, I'm going to now try to explain if I can what we see happening here. Uh, many senators, uh, Republican senators, we don't care about the Democrats because they're all in, okay? So why should I bother talking about them? They're so de- depraved and immoral, they, they don't care. 
And um, so it's uh, Republican senators we have to concentrate on, and we know the usual suspects are in on this. We've got um, Murkowski from Alaska, and I'm sorry, I can't remember all the names right here because I'm trying to do too much too quickly, but uh, the usual suspects are all in on this, and they're probably lost uh, in terms of us reaching them. But people like Senator Johnson, Ron Johnson from uh, Wisconsin, and others have been waffling. Now, I think in reading that, because you know how much respect I have for Senator Johnson, I think... He gave an interview right after this bill was introduced and uh, maybe did not realize at the time, according to my reading, that there would be no religious protections whatsoever. Um, you know, just off the cuff, I think he felt like it was the cat was out of the bag, and so he, would, uh, he thought this was kind of a meaningless bill, but he didn't understand. And I'm just putting words in his mouth, but that's what I understand. And I think that's true of some of the others, too. So Senator Mike Lee uh, got into the mix and introduced uh, an amendment to this bill which would um, put up religious protections. Uh, now, could I just say, no, I'll get off on a tangent. Okay, so, and so the, most people believe that the Democrats will never go for that. Chuck Schumer will never, never go for a religious exemption on this bill. And also, uh, then, we don't believe that many of those Republican senators will go for it if it doesn't have a religious protection. That's what we're banking on. And that's going to be happening on Monday night. So I, I just, or tentatively, again, things can change, but this, at this point we're expecting it to come up on Monday night. So uh, my uh, request to you is that regardless of who your senator is, whether they are Democrat or Republican, but I, you know, concentrate on the Republicans. You can call, no, you have to call Republicans that are your, that are your own senator. You can't call across state lines for something like this. They won't listen to you. You have to be a constituent. Uh, but it's the Respect for Marriage Act, ha, 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 Respect for Marriage Act, H.R. 8404. And I think um, the, the basic message is pl- please do not vote for this act. It will cause all kinds of persecution and disruption. Uh, and it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. We, we, uh, the, gay marriage is legal. It's an unnecessary bill that will cause complete disruption. Uh, there's no, you know, and you can go on if you want to, but, of course, there's no law that stops people from marrying people from other races. That's just ludicrous. It's a, it's a smoke screen to confuse people. But it, and it's certainly not the Respect for Marriage Act. It's the destruction of Marriage Act. Wouldn't they love that, to destroy it even further? Is it possible? Just might be. Listen, we're going to open the phone lines coming up. I've got so much to tell you, but I would like to talk to you. Our phone number is 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. Are you in need of hope, encouragement, and the love of God? I'm Pastor Salem. I'd like to invite you to join us for the Christian Worship Hour. For decades, I've been teaching the Word of God so that people everywhere can experience the love and power of a personal relationship with our Lord. Tune into this station this weekend and prepare to be blessed and encouraged by another life-changing message. Learn more about our program at ChristianWorshipHour.com. Do you feel like you're in control of your finances, or is it more like the other way around? Sometimes all it takes is a little help and encouragement, and we've got just the thing. It's Money Wise with Rob West. Every weekday morning from 9 to 10 Central, Rob and his money-savvy friends and colleagues help you stay in control of your finances. And it's not from the world's perspective, but from God's. Don't miss Money Wise with Rob West every weekday morning from 9 to 10 Central, right here on AFR. 
And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. The scripture teaches that God has sovereignly determined the boundaries of our habitation and the appointed times in which we would live. That means the fact that you live right now in the United States of America in the 21st century following the November 2020 elections, it's not a mere coincidence. It is the time and place that God has appointed for you. This isn't a time to shrink back. It's our moment to contend. May the remnant arise to meet our moment. In Jesus' name. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills, and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. And you can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-45-BIBLE. That's 833-45-BIBLE. 833-45-BIBLE. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. All right, Sandy Rios back. Uh, yeah, I want to tell you something. We've got our uh, fall share coming up. And one thing we love to do, and I this really, I love this actually. I love hearing from you. And so we, what we do is we invite you to call in and talk about what uh, AFR Talk has meant to you, how, how you enjoy it, or how you listen to it, or what you like about it. Uh, and it, you can do that. It's very easy. It's an automated line, and they've set it up so you can erase if you if you get embarrassed or freeze or you don't say what you want to say. They'll give you another chance. It's very uh, it's very user friendly. So you call 877-876-8893, uh, That's how you can do uh, leave your listener story, and we will, you know, talk to you. We'll t- you'll hear your voice during our shareathon coming up soon. All right, a um, couple of things. Just let me handle this really quick. Someone asked me, and more more people than one have asked me this, uh, where they could, should give money, and I've been asked by Terry if. Actually, this is an un, an unknown person. If uh, WinRed is a place where you can trust giving your money, and I've been unsure about how to answer that, so I ask uh, I ask someone that I know that I trust with this, and they say WinRed is a safe place. It's a software vehicle. Uh, it's reputable and solid. And so, uh, so there you know, there's the answer to that question, and that's an important question. Um, all right, I I. I, I so it's the, the inevitable, the 
everyday problem I have of whether I should share more information with you or open the phone lines. I'm opening the phone lines. In fact, let's go to Essence in Texas. Good morning, Essence. Good morning to you. I think all this will happen, this evil passing, because the Bible says marriage and giving in marriage, you know, for the end days, which we are in. And I think the word giving in that may also be forced marriage, like underage children, and falling away in the Bible, and it talks about that. Maybe in part is churches closing that don't want to support this or forced to um, support it. And I don't think true Christians will fall away. So I think there's more to that. Okay, Essence, uh, let me comment on that. Uh, thanks thanks a lot. That's interesting. Um, uh, yeah. Um, that, the, the whole idea of the phrase of marrying and giving in marriage, that's, that's about heaven. That isn't about something that's going to happen on earth, that there'll be no marriage or giving in marriage in heaven. Um, and giving in marriage means, you know, you give, uh, you know, a father gives his daughter to a man to be married. So I don't, I think you have to be careful about extrapolating that. But I do think you're right that, um, you know, we know we're going into the end times and things are going to get worse. And so some of what you said, I believe is true, but not, I mean, that's probably not quite accurate, just as a caution there. Let's go to Kenny in Oklahoma. Good morning, Kenny. Good morning, Sandy. You, along with the bishop, are a national treasure. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you very much. Thank so what's you, on your Sandy. mind, Kenny? What's on your mind? We need, to, we need to focus on letting anybody in America that has a conscience left, we need to focus on telling them what's happening to the little children being indoctrinated in the public schools and then the next step, in some cases, they, they are being mutilated by doctors. If the public will not stand against that, then they will not stand against anything. So we really need to focus on this issue to try to pull America back if there's still time left. And also, last but not least, we need to live lives of holiness and purity. Once saved, always saved is a false doctrine. We must live pure, clean, and holy for the glory of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you very much, Sandy. Uh, you're welcome, Hank. Uh, you know, I would, or Kenny, I'm sorry, I would say, uh, I think you're right. That's from the pit of hell. No question. But a lot of stuff is from the pit of hell right now. And interestingly enough, I was actually going to, I called you Hank because I was going to play a clip from Hank Johnson. He serves in, uh, I think he's from Texas, and he serves in the house, and he was comparing Parents who were at school board meetings, you know, worried about their children having transgender counseling and all the rest of it, calling them, uh, you know, insurrectionists. They were the same as the J6ers. It is just, it is from the pit of hell. It's so twisted. And I'm, I'm with you that we need to sort of sort people's minds out on this as best we can, but it is a real challenge. Uh, but I totally agree with you that that's something we have to do, Kenny. We have to take responsibility to talk to our friends our families, our neighbors, if they have ears to listen. I don't think we should preach or yell at them if they're not listening. We should reason with them. Come, let us reason together about this stuff and warn them about what's happening because people are just ignorant. They just are. Uh, Thanks a lot, Kenny. I appreciate your kind words. Thank you. Let's go to Jerry in Texas. Good morning, Jerry. 
Good morning, Sister Sandy. Um, I appreciate your show. I listen to it every morning on the drive, um, taking my kids to school. Um, and I appreciate the disclaimers you give on subjects that shouldn't be heard for, you know, little ears. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. And today's was a good one for me and my 12-year-old son to discuss, uh, to give him an understanding. And he's very involved and aware of what's going on, which I think is a good thing for a 12-year-old. Oh, I do um, too. But I will say... I do say, I'm sorry, that I disagree with you just on the stance of calling senators that aren't in your state. Um, and the way the, the reason is, is I view it this way, if you'll give me a second. I can go to any senator's website, and they will take a donation of my money for their campaign. <laughs> and therefore, if they take my money, they should listen to my opinion. And they can campaign across state lines. If I'm, not, if I'm, if I'm wrong, please correct me. No, no, because we. I've actually you, no. Emails. Yeah, I've encouraged people to support senators from from not from their states. So you're right about that. So the, I think, right. and I'm just talking about practical <clears throat> stuff, Jerry. I'm not talking about a moral issue. I mean, you just call them and then and say, "I donated to the senator's campaign, and this is what I think." So if you're a donor, that's very different, and then you have a right to talk to them. But generally speaking, they won't well, listen I'll... to you if you call and you say, "I'm from Texas. Right. I'm calling this guy in Nevada or whatever." <laughs> No, I understand, but I also call and I let them know that, you know, I I am not from your state, but here's the thing. The vote that's going on the floor doesn't affect just your state. It affects the country, and therefore, even though I live in a different state, it will affect the state I live in, and I think that you should take the opinions of those because as a conservative that you claim to be, you should be willing to listen to any conservative and gain a better understanding. Yeah, the no, Bible no, doesn't you're, tell us to just listen yes, to our no, pastor. You're, you're right on principle. It's just that I'm trying to give you the nuts and bolts of what really happens. So I'm just trying to get you to, be, if you want to be smart and effective, then tell them you're a donor and then, then tell them what you think. Uh, you know, do donate. Give them $5 if that's all you got. And then you have, then they will listen to you. That's all. Just want you to be heard, and they won't listen to your philosophical comments. They just won't, Jerry. Um, but anyway, listen, thank you, and thanks for raising a good son who's thinking about the world and with a good dad who's uh, teaching him well. So thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Let's go to Frank. Good morning, Frank. Hi. Uh, I've been trying to get a hold of you for a long time. But Uh-oh. anyway, I, I wrote well, your letter, and it got lost in the mail. The letter, the letter was about the uh, uh, January the sixth. Uh, okay. I was trying to get people. I was trying to ask you a question about uh, January the sixth. Could uh, uh, could Mike? I forget his name. He's trying to help uh, the uh, military to to not to take the jab. Matt uh, Staver. Mike Staver. Yeah. yeah. I, my question is, uh, why can't he help those people? get out of jail, and one guy that's already went, to, he's got 10 years and went to jail just, just a couple of weeks ago. So well, I don't know if you're aware of that. Yeah, you, no, you, I, I know you're aware, I know you know, you're aware about the one. One guy, one guy just got 17 years. One guy just got 17 years. Frank. Yes, I follow this. I just can't talk about it all the time. I will, If I had a subject I could talk about all the time, it would probably be that one, but I have a whole stack of things here I haven't even gotten to this week. In fact, they just had a. I, I should just tell you, since you have an interest for this, and I think all of our our listeners do, just because I brought it to your attention. Uh, they had um, a real dust up in September the fifth in the D.C. jail. Uh, a prisoner came out of a cell without his mask. He was ready, getting ready to take his medicine, and a guard started uh, brutally um, 
pepper spraying him in the face. Uh, her name is Lieutenant Lancaster. And this is what it says. They just assaulted McCabe for not wearing a mask. She pushed him first and sprayed him. She also sprayed him while he was cuffed and ground, on the ground at point-blank range. He ended up being burned and uh, had to be taken uh, for treatment. They, they cracked down. It's, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. I don't know that Matt isn't doing that, uh, Frank, in regard to that, but there are others who are, Joseph McBride, but not enough. We need more attorneys with courage. And, I, yeah, we need more people rising up to the, defend them. I can't, I can't get anybody on Capitol Hill, with the exception of Louis Gohmert. Louis, Louis has gone in there. He's demanding right now a welfare check of these prisoners following this assault, and then they did a lockdown. And so um, Louis Gohmert is a real champion on this, as our, you know, uh, Ron Johnson has been also. But that's two out of how many? And that's so we just can't seem to get. I don't know. I I don't know how to explain it. I don't have any explanation for it. It's like the untouchable topic, and these prisoners can continue to suffer. It just uh, it wounds me. It drives me crazy, and I honestly don't know what else to do. But uh, I think those of you who believe in prayer, let me just read this. This is from a listener. Ronald is. This is an issue that just drives him crazy. He said, "I would like to see the end of this." And um, he said, I'd love to see these prisoners home to celebrate Thanksgiving with their families and loved ones. So as many people as I can contact, I'm asking them to pray and fast on October the 20th. That's one month before Thanksgiving. God still has the power to intervene, and I don't think anyone on earth can or will. Pharaoh thought he was all-powerful, but God from his righteous throne heard the cry of his people and said, let my people go. God and only God can do it again. And he, Ron, you may be right about this, the my emailer here, listener, Ronald, and that's October the 20th, and he's calling for that. I'm going to make a note of that, Ron, and uh, I'm going to join you in that. So that's my answer to it because I seem to be running out of options to help in other ways. Uh, thanks so much, Frank. I appreciate your call. Let's go to Shirley. Good morning, Shirley. Hello. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. What's on your mind this morning, Shirley? I just wanted to remind everyone, read Second Thessalonians 2. The Lord tells us point blank that in the end times, not only would there be perilous times, as in Second Timothy, but in Second Thessalonians, that deception will be rampant. Not only that, because people won't turn their heart to the Lord, he is personally going to send them more deception so that there's no way they'll turn themselves to him and uh, be saved because they wouldn't do it when the time was here to do it. So probation closes on them. They won't obey Sabbath. They won't do anything. They claim once saved, always saved, which is not true. So this is where we live. These laws and everything they want to push is just a deception, just like when they say, they're going to pay off people's student loans. I happen to know people, some, and one in particular has 60000 worth of student loans left. So if they release 10 and uh, from this person, nobody's thinking about the fact that this person is also part of our society, and they're going to be required to pay someone else's student loan. So therefore, they release 10, but they saddle this person with 20 more. So really, Everybody is off the hock, and anybody with student loans should protest that they're even releasing this and going this far because the whole system makes no sense. Once again, it's a deception, yeah. and these people are deceived, and they're going to yeah. pay. The Lord's going to get them. And yeah, so Shirley, I want to well, encourage everybody with Christ. 
Yes, back into Scripture. I appreciate that, Shirley, and thank you for that reminder always, because that's the source of our wisdom, our strength, and then we apply the knowledge that we gain in the life in which we live and the place and news and all of that. We apply the wisdom of Scripture to those things. And uh, it is true that we are living in a time of that grand delusion, grand delusion, where people, uh, people, because they didn't mind being deceived, they are even more deceived. I believe she's right. God hardens our hearts like he did Pharaoh, but Pharaoh was already inclined to have a hard heart, and God just made it harder. And I do think people are didn't want to hear, and now they can't hear. Uh, because uh, God has given them exactly what they wanted. He's given them over. I think she's right. Uh, let's uh, let's go to Steve in Iowa. Good morning, Steve. We're running out of time here, so if you could make it quick, that'd be great. Okay. Yeah, re- real quick. Please explain to the people <clears throat> all of the tricks that were used uh, in the book 1984. Uh, <clears throat> it's very important they understand what's going on, the rules of psychological warfare. Oh, that's good. Well, yeah, but you. Hold on. Can you get Can you get Mark uh, Levin to come in to uh, the program ma- for fifteen minutes and explain? That's American a good su- Marxism. That's that's a good suggestion, Steve. I appreciate that. And uh, Mark is a good friend. He's a very busy guy, but I don't know if I can get him in. I've tried before. We'll try, but I. But you know, I talk about Marxism all the time. I think you know that. Uh, 1984 is a great uh, story that provides a metaphor of what the left does. It has to do with manipulating language, psychological torture, uh, persuasion, isolation, all of these things that I can't describe in a minute. Uh, But I would recommend to each of you that you read that book, George Orwell's 1984. I also uh, did an interview with... uh, Kevin Freeman, which will air tomorrow on Marxism and what's happening, what the left is doing, some of its methods. Uh, and uh, we, we that's kind of a constant theme around here. I'm, and I guess I haven't made it clear, so I've got to make it clearer, right? But listen tomorrow and you'll hear more about that. Thanks so much for your comments. Sandy Rios in the morning, AFR Talk. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.